good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Thank you for being a part of the podcast today. How is your anchor holding? Is it gripped firmly to the unshakable Word of God? In fact, that Word of God is the only thing that will give you stability in life. And so we focus on that. I focus on that in this podcast. It is really uh, the preeminent reason for doing this podcast in the first place is that we need an anchor for our souls and the Word of God is exactly that. Beginning a brand new podcast week and starting this first time, first uh, issue uh, of the uh, of holding fast itself, just giving us a needed reminder from the Word of God today. Uh, there are uh, great questions that the Bible poses from time to time. Uh, some of those, one of these days, I'm going to take an opportunity and and start preaching on great questions of the Bible because sometimes. Uh, there are there are questions that are posed in such a way that it really causes you to think deeply about the answer. And, you know, so, for instance, let me give you a, a for instance. You remember in Luke chapter 24, verse 5, the Bible records that the disciples came to the, uh, the ladies came to the tomb and said uh, this great question, why seek ye the living among the dead? Boy, that's a great question. That's full of, of gospel opportunity to preach. Uh, do you know humanity has sought God and truth for thousands of years? It seems to be a constant frame, uh, refrain throughout all of humanity. Uh, even into our modern day culture, I remember many years ago, I don't know how long it's been now, but uh, those of you that might be Star Trek fans or something of that nature, remember that they put out a Star Trek movie in which uh, the the uh, captain of the Enterprise and, and uh, others that are there uh, are trying to get to the center of the universe or the solar system or I don't know what it is, our galaxy, in order to discover... Uh, what they thought they uh, would be God at the center of the universe. And, of course, we find out that that's not exactly what they find out. Uh, but humanity has been seeking God, to desire to know God as a part of the human condition. In fact, the Apostle Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 10, that I may know him and the fellowship of his sufferings, uh, that he might be able to know God. That was his greatest desire. Uh, everything else paled in comparison. All the pursuits that you would have in life, I don't think anything compares with this passionate zeal to want to know who God is. And they've tried; people have tried to find Him in various ways. Uh, those that are existentialists will look inside. Those that are secular humanists will look at humanity. Uh, those that are in different philosophies of life will try to find Him in. In meditation. They, they've tried in just so many different ways. But the Bible tells us that God has revealed himself in two primary ways. In Psalm 19, you can look this up. He reveals himself through creation, uh, that generally God exposes himself and reveals what he's like in his power and his majesty, the beauty of his character, that when you look at creation itself, that every flower, every tree, every cloud, every rock, every animal, everything that is in God's creation reveals something about his character. Uh, certainly that he is powerful, that he is strong, that he has a majesticness and a beauty of his character that just shines through in all of his creation. But in Psalm 19, it also tells us that God has revealed himself, verse 7, in 
in uh, uh, the special revelation of his word. God reveals himself in the pages of scripture. Now, this is important for us to remember because while creation is enough to hold us accountable to a divine creator, uh, creation itself is insufficient to give us a specific knowledge of what God is like. And so, therefore, it took God himself to supernaturally intervene into humanity and leave us a record that is trustworthy and reliable that we might know him, know his character, know what his expectations are, know what failings we have and how we fall short. All of these things are in God's word. Uh, these are essentials to being able to know God. Now, in that context, I wanted to take a little time today uh, to really go to a book of the Bible that you one might not think that you would be able to discover uh, a whole lot about the character of God, and that is the book of Exodus. I've been reading here recently and, and noted that there's a repetitive phrase that occurs throughout the book of Exodus. And a good Bible study for you to do is to do this. If you have a Bible software or a good concordance, uh, it would be a great blessing to you to trace through the book of Exodus. Remember, the book of Exodus was God's revelation to a people who had been so absorbed into the Egyptian culture that they no longer recognized or knew really who the great I am is, uh, Yahweh himself. Uh, and so the book of Exodus goes a long ways towards opening our understanding and giving us some rudimentary or basic knowledge of how we can know God in his in, and who he what he is really like so i've kind of traced through and selected some passages where you have a passage a, a phrase that is repeated uh quite frequently and that is this phrase quote and ye shall know that i am the lord your god now that's an interesting phrase because of its repetition. What you do is you look at the context. How does God reveal himself? How do you know God? What are the essential elements to having a real understanding of who our creator, who the creator of this universe really is? And if you'll trace this phrase through Exodus, you'll understand that there are at least, I say at least, there may be more, but there are at least three essentials to knowing God through the book of Exodus. And I want to take just a few moments to highlight that in the podcast today. Uh, number one, you don't have to go very far into Exodus and you come to chapter six and verse seven. And the Bible says this, quote, and I will take you to me for a people and I will be to you a God and ye shall know that I am the Lord your God. And notice this phrase, which bringeth you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. That's an interesting statement. God is literally saying here that you will know me when you experience God's miraculous power, first of all here, in redemption, in redeeming you. Remember the children of Israel were in Egypt. They were slay in slavery and bondage to the Egyptians. And we do note that here, God says, you're going to know who I am when I redeem you from the, from the, uh, the, the uh, Egyptian country, the, the nation of Egypt. In Exodus chapter two, 10 and verse 2, 
uh, God says this, and that thou mayest tell in the ears of thy son and of thy son's son what things I have wrought in Egypt and my signs which I have done among them that ye may, may know how that I am the Lord. How do you know God? You can really never know God and understand who he is until you experience his great power in redeeming your soul. That's what the scripture teaches right off the bat when he introduces himself to the Israelites there in Egypt. Redemption, boy, that is a miraculous power, is it not? How many of you can testify to God's uh, incredible ability and power in redeeming you and saving your soul in buying you out of this world and its market and its culture and changing your life into one that is pleasing to him. Redemption. You know, somebody once said that the greatest miracle even of Christmas is not that God was born uh, in the form of a baby, in form of a child, but the greatest miracle of Christmas is that redemption that that child brought can take a, a sinful, rotten human being and change them into something that's pleasing to the Lord. That's a great miracle. God can do anything, and he did that here. Let me also suggest to you that the next time this phrase occurs is in Exodus chapter 16. And in Exodus chapter 16 and verse 12, the scripture says this, I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel speak unto them, saying, At even ye shall eat flesh, and in the morning uh, uh, ye shall be filled with bread and ye shall know that I am the Lord your God. Well, let me suggest to you that this first way in which you might know that he is God, it's not only through redemption, but what that verse is suggesting is that God uh, reveals himself, and you can know him when you experience his provision for your needs. You know, uh, I will never be able to know God in such a personal way apart from the most personal way that he reveals himself to me, and that is through redemption and by the provision uh, for my needs. I know that he's got, how many of you can testify that are listening to you, wherever you are right now, in your vehicle, in your living room, wherever, how many times can you testify of how God just miraculously provided for your needs? You didn't know where it was going to come from. You weren't even sure how you were going to hang on. You might have been at the very end of either your finances or of your emotions, and God stepped in, and he provided exactly what you needed at the right time. You know, that's our God. And Bible, the Bible says in Exodus that this first essential to knowing God is to experience his, his miraculous power. He's real. He lives today regardless of what the godless world around us says. You'll never know God until you come and humble yourself and experience redemption and salvation and then go on to see how he provides for you and takes care of your needs. We're going to resume with this in the next podcast, Walk with Christ Today. Why don't you take time and give God praise. Give Him thanks for all that He's done for you. God bless. Walk with Christ. Today.